Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear is a huff a puff and a... Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs About two grown men dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome one and all to the Wolf Ooh. and Owl podcast How Another weekend, we boy Another weekend, how you doing? I don't say another weekend because we're doing this a week there, aren't we? I yeah, think, we are. I don't know. I, 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 sort of got com- I sort of confused. And I just repeat. Re- I, I sort of confused. I feel. I, I feel quite jet lagged in a way. Well, cause you're in Manchester. <laughs> no, just because I, did, I didn't sleep very well last night. Mm. I, I sort of had that sort. Of... I didn't sleep very well because I watched the Luther movie last night. Okay. Have you seen it? No, I'm, I'm sort of quite fascinated by it. I'm, I'm going to watch it at the weekend. Um, how, how is it? Well, it's everything you expect from a well. What I would say is, this is my take on Luther. It started off being quite a gritty, rooted in reality. Yeah, that's know, how I like to. Hyper, yeah, yeah. hyper reality. Started, yeah. When it started off, But yeah. sort of rooted in reality kind of guy looking for for serial killers. And he was a little bit, he's a little bit off kilter, played with the rules, hard and fast with the rules a little bit. Fast and loose, I mean, I don't mean hard and fast. And, um, you know, he's a bit of a maverick, as is the sort of staple for any... Kind you know, of, you know uh, what? I, I'd like to see, and I don't know if it would work in the reason they've never done it. I would like to see a police thing where someone plays by all of the rules and is actually sort of like quite a meek sort of family man who's just sort of like. Well, it's funny you say that, Tom, because I was watching Luther and I was thinking, I wonder what kind of TV detective I'd be. I know we've we've talked about, it, but I did sort of think like sort of kind of a nervous vegan. No, no, no. You've got a bit of an edge to you. Right? You've got you, you've got party you've got party wrong in you. That's the thing. Oh, so my detective would be a guy that like turns up to the crime scene. Oh, fuck it, absolutely. No, no, no. Your guy would be. You'd, you'd, I think you'd be very good in your work and you'd work hard, but your eyes would prick up when you'd sort of hear like you know the you know the guys who walk around in the sort of medical suits with the blue shoes. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you like you'd hear them going. Oh, you know, it's like you know, Luke's birthday this week, so we're all going to go out, and you sort of somebody goes. So we think he got in here at like seven o'clock, and he was shot twice. And sorry, sorry. Did someone say it's Luke's birthday this weekend? Uh, I've not been invited yet, but I could bring a couple of bottles of Bacardi and really lubricate the situation. If Luke wants Elvino to flow, I can make that happen. Uh, Ramesh, in this scene, uh, your character is sort of uh, doing paperwork again and making sure it's all sort of filed properly and stuff. Um, it kind of it feels like we're doing a lot of that. And I've watched quite a few of these. And I just wonder when we're going to do the scene where I'm sort of doing a moody walk towards where I think the killer might be. Is uh, that no, that? Yeah, in this version, uh, basically, um, you send someone else to do that because uh, some of the stuff hasn't been put away properly. So... <laughs> But you are phoning, you are phoning them and sort of talking them through it. But you are very much based at the office. And you don't really get, feel like <laughs> you're getting a mobile phone, or am I using a landline? <laughs> I don't. Can I just say I don't think my character would use WhatsApp. <laughs> it feels a little bit edgy for him. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. So the the so, but as each series went on, it got more and more kind of. 
what's the best way to describe it? It's sort of fantastical. It kind of got, yeah, it, yeah. it's got, and this film is like the natural progression of that, I'd say. Is it good? <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I, I read a lot of, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest, full disclosure, I read a lot of terrible reviews of it. It's, it's weird because I like we we're, look, we're we're big Idris fans, right? I don't think we can. We're, yeah. you know, Matt, Idris, every quarter of Idris's body and mind and soul. Every quarter. Yeah, like yeah, your every ounce. When, when people talk about everything, it's normally a thing. That there's multiple things of. There's four quarters. <laughs> no. <laughs> With every honestly, I love every half of that man. <laughs> <laughs> every eighth of it. Well, I fucking love every eighth of you, mate. Um, <laughs> look, we love every ounce of Idris, right? Yeah. We on. adore Idris. Idris is yeah. something of an inspiration and someone we look up to. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Like, I, I've watched a fair bit of, of Luther. I really enjoyed it when it started. But I, I have that problem now where I'm a little bit like, is it, is it as good as yeah, it could have been? I loved it first when it was a bit raw. Feels a bit like now, like it's a bit more James Bondy in this. It is a bit, yeah. He's a bit like I would say, he's a bit like Batman. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and Mark, I I I watched Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo did like they reviewed yeah. it and they uh, they absolutely went in two footed on it. Just said it was dreadful. See, I don't have nothing to do. What do you mean? When bit like I truly believe that anyone who's making and look, you've written stuff, I've written stuff. Some of the stuff we've done has been well received. Some of it hasn't. That's life. But I do yeah. think I do think going in really hard on stuff and being overly critical. I, I get that things aren't going to be, and we yeah we both that. But I just think being really really harshly criticising stuff is it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because like, say for something like Luther, or like most films, most TV shows, most things that you're watching, those people are trying really hard. Yeah, do you know what I mean like like they they want they they. Most of the time, even the shittest stuff you've seen, a lot of work has gone into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it is a bit out of order to go to really fucking lay into something. I mean, I think if something is a, is a cynical cash, sort of a cynical cash grab, do you know what I mean, where they've gone, oh, we can make some money just sort of punting this out, then I guess you can go in on that, on stuff like that. Yeah. But most of the time, when you're watching something, as bad as it might be, they've really tried hard. Having said that, there is something about watching something. I'm not saying this is the case for Luther because I enjoyed Luther, but I think I'm slightly different to you. I've sort of accepted the trajectory that Luther's got. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've, like, like I, me, I've sort of accepted that's what he's become now. Do you know what I mean? So Luther, when we were first doing Murder and Successville, yeah. I was so obsessed with Luther and Idris Elba. That's when you hear Sleet's voice and how, see how Sleet is, that was like my version of like, how would you make like L Luther within this yeah. mad world. If, so, he, if he was just, like, not cool at, yeah, at all. Yeah, so if he, but he was trying to be cool. So Sleep yeah. constantly was, was just trying like, to be cool. Just sort of embarrassing, yeah. yeah. And, and was a bit of a mug and a bit of a loser, which really is essentially... Cringy, yeah. yeah, which is it's me, right? So you're 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 the guy with the filing papers and I'm the guy trying to get on with the fucking cool cop, but I'm an absolute fucking belly. But that... Oh, gee. The, the yeah, you really bit the, there, didn't you? Yeah, come. <laughs> the voice uh, and everything was always based on Luther but he wasn't quite as cool as Luther. <laughs> so it was like a massive, massive thing for me. Like, and, and like, look, I, you know, I think it just should, I think genuinely should have been already named as the next Bond. I mean, we talked about this. You know, I just think it's difficult when you have something and it evolves so much that is it still the, the thing that it used to be, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, I would say this film's pretty mad. It's mad, but I sat and enjoyed it. Yeah. If, if you're if you're wanting it to like I imagine if you watch the first episode of the first series of Luther and then watch this movie, you'd go, What the fucking hell's going on? Do you know what I mean? Because it's like it is so different. But it's just that is what it's become. It's become basically it's become like one of the fucking Avengers now, right? I mean that's yeah. that's that's basically it. I mean also I um, do respect that in a sense. I respect the fact that one minute he's like they they're sitting in a world of like a grimy estates and sort of like Sort of. He's still in those. He's still in the grimy states, and there's a bit where he's in Piccadilly Circus, and they shoot Piccadilly Circus like it's fucking, like the grimiest, shittiest part of London you could ever imagine. Do you know what I mean? It's like Soho is so fucking rough in in Luther, man. It's, it's mad. Soho's um, so, so it's like the sweetest part of London. 
Yeah, Soho is like Soho is like that should be Luther dodging media wankers. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> just sort of trying to sit, just go and grab a coffee and trying to avoid people working on scripts on MacBooks. <laughs> Do you mind watching my laptop? I'm just going to pop to the toilet. Oh, uh, all right, no problem, mate. You know, there's a kid but you know when you see him, when you see him wander through the scene in the tweed coat. Oh, and then, you know, like his build is just, I mean, look, he's a great actor, but just the fucking, his presence is just. He's like an old school walk. movie star, isn't he? Yeah. No he do, you reckon, has... do you reckon he, he must have, do you reckon he worked on that walk? Like what yeah. the Luther walk is going to be? I, I think sometimes if you don't know, like when people talk about when you're younger, things that you'd wish you'd done. Yeah. I wish I'd worked on my, like worked on my walk a little bit more. My walk is Mate, just I, not... I, I, I've got to be honest with you. My walk is something I, I, I hate it. Yeah, I, I, I really yeah. hate it. And when I was in my when I was in my teens, and probably early twenties, I used to affect a walk. Do you, do you remember like there was yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, same. the bowl? Yeah, you used to have a bit of the yeah. Bowl. You put on a little you put on a little bop or whatever. Right? Yeah. And then I don't know if like I now am suffering from sort of post bop traumatic syndrome, but my walk is awful. Yeah, it's awful. You know, I, I, I tried the lean Gallagher for a while. I tried to turn my feet out a little bit when I walked. Yeah. And that just hasn't done it. Like. No, but the problem is, Tom, is, is what happens is what happened to me, which is you turn your feet out. That works if you're doing the same thing with the rest of your body. Yeah. If you then sort of evolve it into just walking normally with your feet out, you look like you've got a fucking issue. Yeah, but you know the thing is, right, because for me and you, like for most people, you never actually see your own walk. You might catch it now and again if you're bowling through sort of like, you know, Westfield or a shopping centre and you look in, like in a, a shop window and you see. But for the most part, you don't actually see your own walk. Like we... I see my walk on, you know, when we're on shows. I see it like, you know, when you walk out on stage and stuff. Mine is so. I'm, I look at it now and go, oh, that's that's one of the reasons that you're an absolute fucking easy target for people. Because my I walk know. just I mean, looks I have to so say, passive. Yeah, I, I I hate it. Like when I when I had to watch I had to watch the edit for the cynic, uh, the Netflix special, and I could barely get past the first minute because I'm walking on stage like that. Then I had to pause it. And deal with a fucking shame spiral. Can we do a reshoot of the walk? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guys, is it possible to get the lights and everything back into the hall? If I just need to do that walk on again. My walk looks like, you know, like in a musical, you'll see like an Oliver Twist, everyone's dancing around. And like, you'll see like a woman's, maybe she's like, like running a flower store or a fruit and vegetable and she'll do like this big sort of like, fucking, she'll come and I look like a guy who's sort of humbly bringing her over some bread. I haven't got like any sort of rhythm to my walk. It's just like a clumsy. Like, I'll tell you what, like, if me and you were animals in a sort of jungle or sort of dangerous situation, you know, what are those animals that get fucking smashed really? Like, uh, you see lions killing them all the time. They've got these gangly sort of like shitties. Yeah. Gazelles yeah. look incredible when they run. When they walk, they look like they've got no idea what they're doing. Like, they, yeah. like that's what me and you would be like. Yeah. We'd be easy prey. We're like teenage. We're like teenage dogs. You know, where the limbs are sort of not quite fully in control of them. These legs are bigger than I anticipated. Yeah. That's why I think I couldn't ever do that, uh, like a detective, because I, 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 like the lines would be all right. It would just be like Romish. We need to do that slow mo walk again. Why? Because you look insane. To be honest with you. Is there any way, Rom, could we do another take of this, but could you just walk like a normal human would walk, please? I, I don't even need you to walk like a grizzled detective anymore. I just need you to walk like a, just a regular human, please. Just less like a daddy long legs that stubbed its toe. <laughs> um, but the Luther was so grisly yeah. that I couldn't, um, I could, you know, it, you, you take that to bed with you, don't you? Yeah, it's the worst. You know I mean? That's the worst. The other thing I've started doing recently, speaking of bed, right. is um, I've started having, I've started putting sounds on in the night, right. through the night. Have I talked about this? No, no, no. So I've been doing it for about a week now. I discussed it with Lisa. She's accepted it as a thing. And now she's having some input into what we play. So the first night I had just an R&B playlist. What, nice. The yeah, sort of a bit of sort of slow jams. The second night I went for a bit of sort of mellow hip hop. That didn't work because midway through the night I was woken up by fucking MOP screaming out the phone. I like uh, this one. Yeah, and then last night I went for C sounds. Oh, wow. That's a real change, yeah. <laughs> Mate. 
my eight hours of of the ocean, mate. That's because Grace has white noise, right. so that's what she has when she's asleep. And then we have the monitor, so our monitor plays white noise. So white noise, we have the sea sounds. We've had that. For yeah, like, yeah well, um, you can get like there's a website, isn't there? We can get white noise, and then there's brown noise as well, isn't there? It's not ethnic, but like there's different types of sort of background well, noise. And doesn't doesn't Wayne Rooney have to have the vacuum cleaner on while he's asleep or something? Why isn't he? Just like on... it's a thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I find it quite, yeah. You know, Quite cathartic, if that's a word. Um, it is a word, yeah, yeah. I struggle with that with these, and it's actually it's actually the right word. Um, which uh, I uh, I quite enjoy like that sort of thing. I had an awful night's night's sleep last night. Oh, go on, tell me. Well, no, because I'm I was fine the first night in a hotel, just absolutely savage. Hmm. I, I always, um, and for some reason I don't, the empirical evidence doesn't seem to talk me out of this, but I always look forward to going to a hotel because I think I'm going to get a good night's sleep, but I never do. No, so I, I don't know why it is I've managed to convince myself every single time that this next night in a hotel is going to be different to every other night I've ever had in a hotel. I'd much like, sooner now, when I think about it, is have to drive back for two hours or three hours to get into my own bed. Have a bad well, when I, was, when, I was doing, when I was doing the circuit, like properly and I was like you know I was driving myself with another tour manager my rule was if I get home after two I'll stay the night wherever I am yeah because like I, because it's like fucking like if you're not driving if you're driving yourself yeah, yeah, yeah. it's dangerous like I remember like some like a couple of nights I'd be like it'd be like three o'clock in the morning I'm like still an hour away from home and I'd be fucking like falling asleep at the wheel Man, and then the I, and then I pulled a, a couple of nights I'd pull up in a service station and then just try and like, I think I'm going to get an hour in the car park. But service station car parks are a lot busier through the night than you might think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's it's mad. And then I thought, I, what I don't want is some lads to come knock on the window, do you know what I mean, while I'm passed out in my sink. Yeah, yeah. Is it funny mean? how petrified we are of lads? Like, oh, mate, sort of I, they, are, they are the, I think they're the, you know, like how... And I'm not talking in, about aggressive, like, fucking bullies. I'm just talking about... Oh, there's a bloke over there sleeping in yeah. his car. Yeah, not even physical, like, not even physical violence. I'm talking about somebody going, having a bit of a nap, eye. that's enough to send me, I'm done then. <laughs> I mean, oh, God, that's so embarrassing. There's Which nothing is... you can say. Well, actually, actually, I've had quite a late night. I've been doing stand-up comedy. Well, tell us a joke. And... Tell us a joke. Uh, well, um, well, not, it's not, I, 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 well, it's it's not really, it's not really, I don't really do j- jokes. Oh, mate, such, you've already more... lost the crowd, mate. Lost the crowd. Well, I'm not actually doing a gig. I'm not actually doing a gig here. Eat this, mate. Eat this, and then someone just throws a burger in your yeah. uh, window. Right. Okay. Well, that's yeah. Well, I'm just trying to do a night's work, actually, guys. So it's not actually that cool. <laughs> <laughs> I I once was um, when I was doing Edinburgh Festival, I was walking back to my flat one night, and this is so embarrassing, man. Somebody jumped out like a group of lads were on a night out. Somebody jumped out from behind a thing and sprayed me with a fire extinguisher. Like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I thought you said they were going to jump out and scare you. Like, like that. Which has happened no. to me. Yeah. No, they, so they, like, they got, it was like a water extinguisher. It, was, it yeah. wasn't foam. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, it's just like smelly kind of canister water all over me, like top Man. to bottom. What did right? you do? So it, this is the embarrassing bit. So unluckily for them, as they did it to me, a police car pulled, and I was driving by, right? So they pulled up, jumped out of the car. And I was like... <laughs> oh, man. Like, when you tell these stories sometimes, my body starts wincing like I'm about to expect a punch. <laughs> I was so angry, but also knew that I was completely impotent because the police were there and also these lads would have kicked the fuck out of me. I, 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 actually, I actually said... I've just come to Edinburgh to just do some comedy. Oh, no. Like, you know, oh, my. I thought what you were going to say is that you turned around to the police and went, oh, no, we're all mates. We're just having a bit of a laugh. <laughs> no. Oh, man. I you, wish I'd said that. You told on them. Oh, well, God. What happened? What, what, what happened? What was the... What's the they what? just... The truth is the police aren't going to arrest those guys for that. Do you know what I mean? No, like, yeah, that, they're going to arrest them, but... They, yeah, they, they they just sort of they just went now nah, now nah, lads come on oh, no. let him be on his way he's so yeah. now. he's absolutely drenched good luck drying off you sad little twat <laughs> to be honest with you mate if I'd have seen him go past I would have doused the <laughs> as well did you have your rucksack on yeah I did uh, and also uh, 
this is the, the tragic thing. I went in and my mobile phone was totally fine, but I wanted it to be broken so that I could feel some sort of indignant rage. Like Because it, 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 I, I text a mate and I go, oh, you're never going to fucking believe what's happened to me. And you want them to have a reaction like you've been... Yeah. Beaten shitless. Is that I just yeah. got? I yeah. actually. And th so you start your opening text is a much more dramatic one. So I just got jumped by a group of lads. Yeah. Just get a reply. What the fuck? What the fuck happened? Oh, they just jumped out at me from behind this like, from behind this, like this wall. Shit, man. And then what the fuck? What have you still? Have you got like your stuff on you? Did they take anything? No. So what did they? Fuck. What did they do? What do they want? Are they? Uh, <laughs> they sprayed me with some water from a. Sort of half empty fire extinguisher. Why are you texting me? Why? You know the thing as well? Was it busy in touch? Was this road busy? Yeah, it's quite busy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then they've they've seen you walking up with your rucksack. They thought you were at, yeah, and they've gone. They've gone. Wait. This guy. This yeah, this guy it, looks like a good mark. Here he comes. Here he comes. This fella. This good. Good. <laughs> So embarrassing. Look at the way. Look at look at look at the way this bloke's walking. What's going on with his feet? how happy he is. <laughs> Hola. Hello. This call is being translated. Abuela, listen to what my phone can do. Abuela, escucha lo que mi teléfono puede hacer. Wow. Ahora dime sobre tu novia nueva. Wow. Now tell me about this new girlfriend. Huh? Tú sabes lo que dije. You know what I said. Language is no longer a barrier, thanks to Live Translate with Galaxy AI on Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra. Learn more at Samsung.com. Samsung account login required. Calls must be made using the native Samsung dialer. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's awful when you, I've done, you know that thing like you're saying, that when you, something happens like that and then you had to feign injury to make it worse. I had a thing not so long ago, I was crossing the road in London and I sort of went down on the curb and the curb was like a higher curb than I anticipated it was. And mm. I completely lost my footing and like fell into the road, like sort of like rolled into the road. And, and it wasn't like, I wasn't hurt, but... It was packed. It was like a really busy street, and quite a few people sort of like came over and they're like, "You're okay." And like one guy, Jimmy, was like, "Fucking hell, it's a big fall for you, mate, from your height." And I was like, and then I was sort of lying there, and sort of a couple of people helped me up. Um, and I was like, "This is so embarrassing." I only had to fucking feign injury, and I was like, my ankle's completely gone from underneath me. And the guy was like, "Well, I call an ambulance. His ankle's fucked." And then I was like, "No, I can't. Obviously, can't call an ambulance for it." And I was like. No, 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 that's no, fine, it's fine, it's fine. Let me just get to my office and that. And he was like, no, no, you need an ambulance, mate. You could have broken your ankle. And then people are trying to fucking pull up my jeans and, like, look at my ankle. And I'm like, no, no, that's cool. And lucky enough, I had a pair of fucking high tops on. And I'm sort of lying there in, like... No, look, I think the Blazers have given me the the the, the support <laughs> I need to get me through that. Thank you, though. The faux pain, right? I'm lying there, like, sort of going, oh, fucking hell, like, yeah. So the best what's your end? What's your end? What's your end game here? Look, by this the way? is the end. So then, like, so, some people help me out. One of the people, by the way, is a lady in her seventies who sort of, like, they, like, it took quite, a, it took like six people to help me out because I was sort of, like, I could have got it myself. But I'm like, that will destroy the look of this piece. Yeah. And then I was like, look, my office is just around the corner, and then I limped off. Yeah, you have I, to. Yeah, you but like the limp was so savage. It looked like if a director like. It was like I was saving Private Ryan, like you've just been shot three times in your fucking leg. Like now you you're trying to get down the beach. That's how I fucking rolled. It was like, and I was doing this. Ah, oh, fucking hell! Oh, cheers, guys. Thank you. No, I'll be all right. I think I'll be all right. Oh, fucking hell! And I just kept that walk going for probably at least fifteen minutes. So I knew mm. that none of them were following me. I 
can tell you something sadder than that, although I was a child. Um, but this is bad. So um, when I uh, was a kid, I reckon I must have been about nine, I got knocked over by a car. Right? Wow, fuck. I, was, so I, had, I, I had another story about that, but then I just heard this one. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I love it when we do this, but this yeah, yeah. gone. So my mum sent me to get something from the shop. And the worst thing was I pulled a sickie. So I said, I, I didn't want to go. My mum let me take time off school whenever I sort of remotely looked like what? I was sort of poorly. So my mum sent me across the road to get something. I got knocked over by a car. So she, my mum saw this happen. My mum and brother saw this happen, right? The car hit me, I would say, incredibly slowly, right? Now, th this is not something I've ever admitted, okay? But the truth is, is I could have got up and walked away from that accident, no problem at all. But I fell to the ground. I stayed there because I was an attention-seeking child. They called an ambulance. Oh, my God. I went, I, I went to hospital, right? They said, nothing's broken. And then for the next four days, I limped. I had nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with me, right? But I just, I just wanted to for people to go oh my god you got knocked over by a car that's horrendous until this is so embarrassing my mum and her friends had to stage an intervention where they basically suggested that <laughs> that i was making up that i was feigning this injury because basically because it didn't hurt i didn't know and i wasn't i'm not an actor i'm still not an actor now but i didn't i didn't know what it was like to have an injury in your leg so i just kept that leg completely straight and just would sort of <laughs> Mate, sometimes when when you tell stories, right, there's a part of me that thinks, how strange that these two fucking pathetic <laughs> losers came to you. Like through the like so I had this, it's like I had a time at school where we were playing like football and I got tackled and I hit the ground and I think I'd seen it on neighbours or some shit. I basically lay there and the teacher was like, get up, come on, get up, mate, get back into it. And I was like, I can't move. I can't move. My head can't move. Right. And they thought I'd broken my back. Similar to you, right? I get an ambulance called and they're like, obviously when it's a back injury, they can't move you. Right. They're what like, was actually wrong with you? Nothing. I literally just was really embarrassed about getting tackled. And I don't know, like I just, it was attention seeking. It was fucking pathetic. Oh right? God. Like it's so strange when you tell stories, because this is like, so I then basically get an ambulance. Like, my dad, who, you know, is like my world, I love my dad, he gets a phone call at work. Can you imagine getting a phone call at work going, hello, um, this is Mrs. Craven from Tom's school. Um, Tom's been rushed to the hospital. We think he's broken his back. Like, my dad thinks, fuck. Like, he, he drives there, and then I'm lying in this thing, and I've got a neck brace on, and they do some oh scans and stuff. And... There's nothing, obviously, because, yeah. you know, and then they start doing, you know, the, the, the tests on your legs, and all my legs are fucking fine. Did you did you <laughs> pretend that you were feeling? Yeah, but, you know, like you, I'm not fucking, I'm fucking, I think I was like 12 or whatever. So I'm lying there, like, doing these fucking tests, and I'm literally like, as soon as I touch my feet, I'm really ticklish. So my <laughs> fucking feet start moving, right? And the doctor's like, um, are you feeling any bad sensations? And my dad is staring at me. I remember it so clearly, like, Staring because he knows I'm lying now. He knows that he's had to turn to someone and go, my son's broken his back. I've got to go. I've got to go. Right? So he's driven all the way there. Then he, in his head, he's got to go back to work and go, is, is your son all right? Is his, is his back okay? Yeah, you know, he's just lying. It's yeah. a fucking awful imagine, thing. Imagine, imagine getting a call saying your son's broken his back. You leave the office and it's it so pathetic. Office, it was a fucking garage, but yeah. Okay, <laughs> you, leave, you leave the garage. And then it's such a pathetic injury that you're back the same day. Or it was a, it's, it's not even an injury. <laughs> it's fucking the only thing that's been hurt is my pride, right? So my, as the doctor's going for these tests, and the doctor's a really sweet man, really lovely, right? Yeah. And my dad's going, right, come on, mate, just get up. We know what's going on here. <laughs> and the doctor's like, look, even though, you know, with the x-rays and the tests and, um, you know, it might look like there's nothing wrong. Sometimes these things, there can be an underlying thing that we haven't noticed. So my dad, dad is just literally staring at me like, wait till you get home, mate. Wait till I can see in this place. Oh, yeah, you want a broken back? <laughs> yeah, you fucking right. have one, mate. It was like, literally got back. He picked me up in the car. I was like, oh, I think I should just go home now. He's like, you're going back to school. 
took me back to school and it was like so fucking that like literally at first it was like people going oh my god are you all right and so the ambulance take you my sister was at the same school and she'd been inconsolable she'd no, seen no. me taken off the pitch by a stretcher put in an ambulance and she couldn't she was just sobbing it was yeah insane yeah i mean the worst thing was is that i'd feigned the injury so badly when I did it, bearing in mind that genuinely what happened was I was touched by a car, essentially like something that happened to me regularly when I was a trolley wally at uh, Sainsbury's, right? Okay. That, that happened to me all the time. Cause I'd have my headphones on and be bopping around with a hood on. I get hit by cars all the time and I just carry on. Right. And, um, so that's what happened to me. I feigned injury so much demanded so much so that they called an ambulance. I got taken away. The guy that hit me was traumatized. <laughs> He came to visit my house to apologize to me for what happened when I'd run out in front of the car without looking wow. and also was completely unscathed. And this poor bastard, I mean, I, 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 he came to my house and I had my leg out straight, which didn't need to be sort of in front of me as I sat in front of the TV. And he's just like, I just, I just, <laughs> I just want to see, he brought a box of chocolates for me. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, the, <laughs> he, he sort of sat there going, I just want to say I'm really, I'm really sorry for... And really what he should say is, listen, you careless little shit. I know you're faking. I know what speed I was going when I hit you, right? I was coming to a, a stop when I hit you. Do you want to just get up? Because I feel yeah, like I'm in the centre of some sort of scam here. Did you eat the chocolates in front of him? Yeah, of course I did. I didn't even... <laughs> Uh, I ate the chocks in front of him and I carried on watching TV. I barely paid him any attention. <laughs> and he was sort of like apologizing. Oh God, it makes you feel sick. Do you know, do you know, sometimes like you like to think of yourself as a good person, right? You like yeah. to think of yourself like, yeah. sometimes when I think about things like that, I think that is pure Romesh, right? That is, that is, that is Romesh at his very core. So what that must mean is that me at my core, I'm a prick. Yeah, right, but, so, mate, uh, mate, you were a kid. When that happened to my ankle the other day, right? There's an old lady, and I remember, like, there's a few people who are sort of, yeah, there's an old lady helping me up to my feet, right? Helping me up to my She's like 75, and then she's just going, yeah, and then she's just holding my arm and sort of stroking it. And as everyone's talking, she's going, are you going to be all right, love? You're going to be okay? And I'm, I'm looking at her in the eye, and she's so concerned. And I know there's something wrong with my ankle. I'm like, me and you are the pricks that call Wolf. You're like, genuinely now, I look at it and think, how, like, what, you know what, what is wrong with both of us that me and you both have that fucking... That and, and, and also, it also makes our journey into comedy that much more disgusting, right? Because so, basically, I did, a, I, I did a work in progress the other night and Lisa got this... There's a woman that Lisa knows yeah. that came to the gig and she sent her a text saying... It was such a sweet text, right? Just going, oh, um, it's really nice that, you know, I hope that Romesh realises that what he does is a really nice thing and making people laugh and blah, blah, blah. And then you go, yeah, if that was my motivation. But as it turns out, I'm just a fucking little narcissistic prick who wants everyone to look at me because I will happily make a show out of being hit by a car. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't care what the entertainment value is. I just want you to look at me. Just please, will you look at me? Yeah, but you, you want people to look at you, I want people to like me. That's my worst, that's my, that's the thing that like, yeah, that's the thing I worry most about. Like, Why, you, you know, like, so Theo, our eldest, yeah. his desire to have you like him is zero. It's, yeah. it's zero, right? He, he just, he doesn't care if you like him or not. I wish I had a, a fucking, a, a molecule, I wish I had a quarter of that. No, I wish I had a molecule of that, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just it, mate, incredible. Mate, when you see someone like that, who just is like, I'm fine, it's cool. I don't need that validation. Like, like I've got friends who are like it. I look and think, fucking hell, it must be amazing. Like, I feel the need to constantly, like, and not, not it's just such a strange thing to sort of not want someone to... Like, even in the smallest margin of bumping into someone and having any interaction with them, I want to leave them with, like, oh, actually, oh, he's a nice guy, you know. And that was, that's been my whole life. It's not since we've done this. But actually, I over-egg it now so much that I can see them going past, oh, this is just someone who's just I bumped into. 
Bruce a nice enough guy. Oh, fucking shut up, mate. Literally, yeah. I can see the level. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. yeah, okay, mate, I get it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. I sort what? of feel like I sort of feel like I've moved beyond. Uh, well, I, I I think I've moved beyond it. I'd like to think I've moved beyond it because like I, I'm not as bothered now if people like me. I'm more bothered now. But then I think to myself, maybe that's because my itch has been scratched by doing comedy. Do you know what I mean that? Like I don't. It's not that I'm not bothered. I, I do. I, I don't. It's not that I don't want to be a nice guy. I do want to be a nice guy, and I will help people if I can. And blah blah blah. And I try and be a nice bloke. You don't. Yeah, but these are two it. different things. Like being a nice guy. And being which you are, and you're a lovely man, is a different thing from wanting to be wanting people. That yeah, but but you but have what the I would say is interaction with. Yeah, right. but the switch is when you're being a nice person, and you want you really want them to think you're a nice person, and you hope that they tell other people that you're a nice person. There's a difference between that and then just being a nice person and being okay with if you've not made any impact on. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That is a that is a switch, right? My my, my thing isn't even being like no. It's just thinking. I, I, I'm terrified of someone walking away going, what a fucking arsehole. Or like, yeah. Or yeah. like, yeah. yeah. And also, I think in life, everyone should, like, the, the group of people I can't stand is like, look, you get people like Theo, right? And, you know, James is it bit where they don't, they're not bothered whether people like them or not. They're just walking through their life. But they're not nasty people. They just go through. No, he's, they're, like, they're, he's really, he's not yeah, like, he's not nice people and they're, yeah. they're decent people, but they don't have that thirsty fucking prick fucking no. syndrome. No, no thirst at all. No That's thirst. one group of people. Then you've got me and you who sit at this fucking place where it's like, oh, like us because we're pathetic. And then you've fucking got people who are like, I don't care if people fucking like me. And that they yeah. actively go out and it's like, like me yeah. or hate me, I'm just fucking me. And they're yeah. the fucking Millwall. worst. Yeah. That just reminds me, by the way, I, speaking of not coming across as a nice guy, I had a bit of an incident at the weekend. Oh. I, I don't think I've told In fact, I saw you the day after it happened and didn't tell you because I don't want to tell you well, not we're, we're, the we're in, you're, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're in a quite an important meeting. But. Yeah, yeah, probably wouldn't have been appropriate to say. So anyway, I went to Fulham away with our yeah. second kid at the right. weekend on Sunday, right? And as you know, going to an away game, the fans are different, right? It's a bit more of a yeah. hardcore contingent, I would say. Yeah. Anyway, this Fulham game was, it was two o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday, but people were on it, like properly on it, right? So I went in with Alex. I don't really know Craven Cottage that well. So we're sort of wandering around trying to find where we've got to go. And it's rammed, right? Like yeah. absolutely rammed where we are. Like, so, like, you know, I would say if you've not been to football, you would find that experience uncomfortable. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, really, yeah. like, people everywhere, right? And um, so Alex wanted a hot chocolate or whatever. I go get him a hot chocolate, get myself a beer. I'm stood. I know a couple of other guys at the game, so I'm having a chat with them. They're being very nice to Alex. This guy comes over. First off, this guy comes over and he goes, can I... Loads of people start asking for photos, right? Loads of people, right? Because we're in, like, a really enclosed area and as soon as one person sees then yeah, loads of people course, start yeah. doing it guy asked one guy asks alex to take the photo which i, I said to, i actually said to him that is an incredible decision but okay so um another guy comes up to me and he goes romesh down it down it he goes i've got a point down it down it and i just go to him oh i'm, I'm with my son it's not really a down it day today right so alex is like stood there with a hot chocolate and a bag of crisps right i'm just like what the fuck and then and then we leave it too late, like chatting to these guys to get to our seat in a comfortable way. So basically, kickoffs at two, I'm making my way to my seat at three minutes two, which was in, insane yeah. with a kid, like stupid thing to do, right? So it's like a proper bottleneck going up the stairs. So I've got my hands sort of on Alex, because it's like, he's obviously, I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't need to explain it, but it's difficult. He's like, you can't see anything. I'm trying to help yeah. him out, right? As I'm doing that, people are leaning in going, can I get a photo? Can I get a photo? Right? Fine, fine. But I'm taking the photo, taking the photos while I'm sort of, to be honest with you, getting slightly anxious about my son being all right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In the crush or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, you, you, you obviously you worry about these things. This bloke goes, can I get a photo? Just as it's getting really hairy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I lean in for the photo, but I don't really, I just sort of do it, try and do it as quickly as I can and move on. And he's right next to me. And I'm really quite stressed. Not stressed. Stressed is an exaggeration, but you're yeah. on high alert, right? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. So his mate then goes to him, oh, he didn't look very happy, did he? Like, they're right next to me. He goes, yeah. he didn't look very happy, did he? And then the guy that I took the photo with goes, no, he didn't, did he? Fuck him, right? And then I turned around to him and I went, 
What have you been a for? And he goes, what? And I go, I just, I did the photo. I said, we're trying to get to the thing. I said, I did the photo. And now you're, you're me off to your mate. And he goes, well, you being like that? I said, I'm not being like anything. I said, I agreed to, uh, at this point, I'd lost my temper, yeah. right? So I go to him, I agreed to do the photo with you. I said, we're trying to make our way to our seats. And then I said, and then you still talk to me, talk about me like that in my earshot. I said, what the fuck are you doing? And then he turns to me. Now I'm in front of Alex. Yeah. And like, it looks like I'm about to have a fucking confrontation. <laughs> and then I just brushed it off. I just went, you're fucking out of order, mate. Da, 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 da. I walked to the seat. And then I think to myself, I don't know what this geezer's like. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, th this yeah, guy yeah. might be going now, mate, we've got to fuck him up. Like, the way he's just spoke to me, oh, we've man. got to fuck him up before we leave, right? And then the other part of me is thinking, even if that doesn't happen, that guy 100% now thinks I'm a prick. Like, 100% now thinks but I'm a prick. But he's the prick, right? right? But he doesn't know that. Do you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't know that. Do you know what yeah, I mean? But he's like, also got to look at, he might, his mate hopefully might go, I mean, he sent his mate sounds a helmet as well, but his mate might go, well, actually, it was a bit much because he's got. It, the thing with you having a kid is like, I just think that that's the bit I can't get my head around is that when you see someone with a child, you then, the, the, everything changes, right? You've got to be a bit yeah, like, yeah. considerate. It's fucking insane. The truth is, and I know that you're saying that guy was a helmet. But the truth is what I should have done is when he goes, fuck him, I should have just gone, that guy's a prick. I don't need yeah. to say anything. And the truth is, is that my ego got the better of me and I lost my temper. And but also, I would say, in your defence, you're in a high fucking anxiety level of, like, I, you know, it's, I've been there, I've, you know, it's fucking tense, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's even without a child and you're, it's packed and, you know, you're in that kind of environment and lo lots of people, like, we went to, this is fucking, I mean, this is edgy when you're talking about Millwall away and fucking big football. Me and Catherine had our first date night at George Ezra. Um, oh, yeah, I saw, I saw that on the people, social. People can have it there, mate. Um, but, um, yeah, we, we, I, I had that thing because it's packed and, like, you're sort of, you're waiting for people to sort of, and, like, yeah, there's obviously a few pictures here and there and a few people, but the level of anxiety you feel anyway, I, that, that's something to what we do for a job. I've just always felt like that in big crowds. Yeah. It's just, you know, I think so. For in your defence, I think when you then add to the fact you've got how's Alex? What is ten? Eleven. Eleven. Do you know what I mean? You've yeah. got an eleven-year-old boy, and you've then got a, you're not just taking your anxiety and your fears; you're taking his as well. Yeah, so you're, you you're know, trying you know, to make it a calming situation for him. So I don't think you can beat yourself up about that. No. the The problem I've got is also is that I don't look happy most of the time, and so I'm the number of times I get told to cheer up or yeah. smile well, for a yeah. photo or whatever. It's like, it's insane. People think I'm being moody when I'm not. Like, I got so much shit on Jonathan Ross when I was on with Lewis Capaldi. And Lewis Capaldi has been hilarious and amazing, and I love Lewis Capaldi. But I've got a default kind of yeah, indifferent this is, the, face. The, I, this is so scale-wise, yeah? You sit there and I sit here. I look happy to be anywhere. <laughs> I look like insane. I look like Flo, both of our agent, right? Is it Jonathan yeah. Ross with both? When the pictures came through and she said, oh, yeah, me on the couch and Jonathan Ross, I genuinely look like someone's gone, any big Nar Horan fans in? And I've gone, yeah, me, me. And they've gone, right, come up, come get a picture with Niall. And that's how I look. I look yeah, like that. I, I, think, I think that's much better. I don't know, man. I look so fucking, like, talking about being at football, I think I've told you this because I, sort of, I said, you know, unlike you, I come into a meeting full of stories, but and you're you're like, we actually have work to do here. Um, I was yeah, in a, thanks for thanks for adding an hour to that meeting last week. Though. <laughs> um, I was in Bethnal Green in a calf, great calf, and having my breakfast, and one of West Ham's top hooligans turned up, and he basically sees me sitting there. It's quite busy in the calf. He sees me there, and he's like, "Is it all right if I sit on your table?" And I'm like, well, "I can't say no," but I'm sort of with a couple of friends anyway. So he sits down. And starts telling me about, yeah, so I chat about West Ham and it's fine and everything. Um, and I've got my phone is on the um, table right in front of him because it's quite cramped on this table now. And um, he orders like a fried egg and bacon sandwich um, that comes over. And then he sort of chatting to me and he's sort of quite clearly hung over. And, and as he's messily eating this sandwich, bits of fried egg, like runny fried egg, are just dropping on my phone, right? And he's sort of going, yeah, fucking yes, I wear it anyway. We went up to fucking Bradford about 10 years ago. Fucking, we had it at Bradford. We've had it in Manchester. And he's talking to me. And it's fucking, 
egg. It's just like I can do all I can see is my daughter's face on my screensaver, which is getting gradually more ketchup and egg on it, right? And what I should have done, if I was more like you, I should have, and it really not, I wish I'd just gone, sorry, mate, what are you doing? That's my phone. Like, there's a plate there, just fucking eat yeah, it over yeah, the yeah. plate. I wish I'd gone like that. I sat there until he went, oh, fucking hell, is that your phone, mate? And I went, ah, oh, it's all right, don't worry about it, it's fine. I did, buddy. Yeah, it's fine, they work quite, you know, and they've got a napkin and sort of like started cleaning it. And then he felt really bad and sort of started sort of like trying to clean it. So it was just an awful situation. But I felt so like, I felt so worried about moving my phone and offending him or upsetting him, even though he was using it as a plate. It was insane. Like, I wish I'd had more rubbish in me then. I wish I'd gone, mate, come on, for fuck's sake. And it was pathetic. I just was no, like, this I, is cool. No, but, yeah, but the thing is, the result of it is, is he ended up apologising cleaning the phone up. And the result of my actions are, that guy now thinks I'm an arsehole. And also my son heard me be quite liberal with the F-bomb. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I then also you're, there's a chance that your son goes in to school and goes, yeah, we were at Fulham away. My dad nearly had it. My dad was fighting, you know? And actually, everyone's like, oh, my God. And then they go back to their parents. Whereas my story is like, um, yeah, Tom Davis seemed to nice enough, but one of the sweetest folks you'd ever meet actually fucking offered up his phone as a fucking plate for me to eat my fucking runny egg sandwich off. Well, I know who I'd rather hang out about those two people. <laughs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. At IKEA, your dream home is a blue bag away. No matter the size of your space or budget, we've got everything you need to turn your dreams into reality. And now with new lower prices on hundreds of our most popular products, bringing the dream home is even easier. Like the gray strandum wing chair, was $369, now $299. And the IKEA Plus 365 nine-piece cookware set was $129.99, now $89.99. And hundreds more. Shop new lower prices at ikea-usa.com today. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. Okay, should we do emails? Yes, definitely. Uh, once again, thanks to the Swan for selection. Shout Hi, Wolfhouse Swan and Cat. This is from the Brazilian capibar, capibar, capibara. 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 As a long-time listener and keen to share the joy, I had tried to get my partner to listen to the pod a while back. I even put on a couple of eps to play out loud when we were cleaning the house, but he never seemed to get into it. Fast forward about a year, at this point, I gave up trying to make him listen to podcasts I like, and he suddenly discovered your pod, which I should be happy about. You might be wondering, what's the issue here? Well, the issue is, since then, only a couple of months ago, he's become a Wolf and Owl addict. Since he's got a lot of catching up to do, he's been listening to it from the beginning of all, uh, at all times of the day, playing episodes as we go to bed and not selecting the timer to auto-stop, which means I wake up in the middle of the night to the sound of Tom and Ron whispering in my ears like they're in bed with us. He's also been using the podcast catchphrases like my guy and sweet, sweet soul, as well as preaching about it to all his mates as if he just found out about the newest, greatest thing. Don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fan and I love the pod, but the fact he's ignored my suggestion previously and now suddenly grew a huge interest in it to the point that wherever we are, Tom and Rom are with us, has left me a bit annoyed as he's so late to the game, one in which I've been in for a long, long time. This was my thing. I'm wondering if any of you have been in a similar situation with your partners where they've introduced something to you and weren't interested, and you weren't interested or didn't believe in their hype, hype or taste for said thing until you had to find out about it for yourself or the other way around, like some series, movie, song, kitchen gadget or things alike. Thank you, Swan, for selecting my email and thank you both sweet, sweet souls for bringing so much joy to my and also my partner's day. Regards to Brazilian Capybara. Whenever this emails like this get selected, I always think the Swan selected this. Yeah, yeah. Of she's obviously got a thing that, in mind. Yeah, I was thinking that as you were reading it out. 
Anyway, well, Tomo. Well, me and the cat have this quite a lot. We have this quite a lot. Um, cat is very well read and um, very caring, and she'll be so things like TV shows and stuff. We, we we've always made an effort to be into sort of we'll watch a lot of the same stuff. Um, we don't really have that on television shows or films. It's more lifestyle choices or food things. Like, for example, she'll say to me, you know, I, I'm ter- I like. I eat well, like since you know, you know, I train, but I'll eat a lot of protein. I'll eat carbs. I won't necessarily. And I sort of said to her, she was saying to me, "You need to eat more veg. You need to eat more salad. You need to eat more fiber, fibrous foods." Right? She's saying that to me for nearly six months, and I'm like, "Yeah, whatever, yeah." And then I spoke to Stan, and I was like, "Yo, weight loss wise, and try, you know, and there's anything you can." And he was like, "Maybe you should eat more fibrous foods." And then I went in the other day and went, uh, "You know what? I think I should do is eat more fiber." And Catherine was like, "I've been telling you that for fucking six months." I've been telling you that. And there's so many, like, like, for example, I, I chatted to you once and you said about meditation and fucking, like, you know, meditating and take, uh, yeah. and she'd been telling me that for, like, three years because of my anxiety and my fucking ADHD. Like, maybe just ground yourself. And I'll go, oh, Romish said about meditation. She's like, I've told you that for, like, she, and it, what it is, is it's an element of the small things that we're talking about is a version of people not hearing you. It's, it's not yeah. being heard. Yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not necessarily about... And and um, I think in this case it's sort of when you're when you're really into something, but also you're saying like I think this would be really good a good thing for you, and then someone almost feels like they're ignoring you, and then when the re- revelation comes or you find it yourself, it feels like you're quite unimportant within. And actually, it's it's I think it, it's just a weird thing, is it? When the person closest to you, it's not a matter of like when Catherine said it to me, I'm not listening. It's it's probably a thing of. That I, I I get to a point where I start thinking, oh, actually, now I need to change that thing about myself. So if Catherine at that moment went, eat more fiber, I'd go, cool, nice one, thank you. But she's looking out for me before I'm looking out for myself type thing. And I think it's just, yeah, it's this, that's the hardest thing in relationships, isn't it? it I think at times is the feeling of, con- not considerations, or, but is making sure that you're both heard and you both feel that the other person is listening and cares. And that's the thing that I think these small things sometimes aren't about that it's about something a bit bigger yeah you're absolutely right um i i have a similar thing where i've started moisturizing right and it's because somebody told me about moisturizing like someone at work and lisa's been telling me to moisturize for years and years and years for ages yeah and then suddenly i i just bought a load of moisturizing stuff and then i started like moisturizing in the morning and lisa's like what made you do this and really, the nice thing would be is, oh, well, my darling, you've been advising me for such a long time. I thought I'd finally take your advice yeah, yeah, yeah. and start moisturising. But what I actually had to tell her was, oh, you know that thing you've been telling me to do for ages that I've ignored repeatedly? Well, somebody else that I know a lot less than you and I don't live with suggested it. And I've taken that as gospel. That's what's happened. What I've done is I've ignored you who love me. Uh, I've ignored your advice repeatedly and consistently for a long, long time. And one near stranger has suggested this to me, and it's changed my lifetime habits. I've gone and spent fucking 400 quid on fucking facial products. Yeah. And I've actually got myself better stuff than you've got, off the back of somebody else telling me. It's not good. How is your skin? It's not good. And I I can't figure out why it is. It's a similar phenomenon to if your other half tells you that you look good, it means very little. No, 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 I'm, I'm, no, no. I, I still try and look sexy for Catherine and look hot for Catherine. No, and if, Ka- no, I, if Catherine turns to me and says, oh, you look really cool in that, or you look good in that, I'll fill a million dollars. Um, I, I, well, I would, I'd say that that's, yeah. I it, Like, the other day I put on an outfit and I was going for a meeting and Catherine went, you look really good today. And I, I, I felt like a million bucks for the rest of that day. I sort of felt Interesting, like I because I would say, if I was to sort of do an exchange rate for the swan, I would say one... It doesn't have to. It doesn't matter what gender they are. One person in the street or at the gym, or when we go out, saying that Lisa looks nice is worth—I don't know—rough conversion, a million of me saying it. <laughs> that just off the top of my head, I would say, I would have to say it a million times. No, no. But when but she to, says to you, when she says to you, if she's um, both. well, look. First of all, I would say that be, trying to look sexy is—I might not as well sexy, try. And, but you want to? You want to? No. Mate, you look great at the moment. I'm not. You, I'm not. You have to own that. 
me trying you to look, look sexy is like me going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and look like a dragon today. <laughs> no, well, that's sexy, but you look nice at the moment. I, right. I saw you this week and you look fucking hot. Like, that's very cut. That's, you look really, cut. I genuinely, you know, your clothes are looking good on you. There's a confidence around you. It's a bounce. You look nice, bro. And you need to own yeah. that shit. You need to, you okay. need to, you need to feel that. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's you're, nice. You literally feel like I've, I've said something so abhorrent that <laughs> it's, it's like, I feel like that guy at fucking Fulham. I really, well, I'm very deeply, be, what could I'm be deeply, worse I'm than telling I'm Robert she's a fucking prick? I don't know, walking up to him going, you're looking really well, mate. <laughs> Fuck off, mate. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? I can't help it. It's just my reaction. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, don't bizarre. compliment him. Don't compliment yeah. him. Whatever you do, he's really sensitive about that. Look, don't tell him he looks like shit, but don't tell him he looks good either. Just don't talk to him. Yeah, but he wants to, to be liked, so let him know you like yeah. him. Just a reassuring pat on the back. <laughs> Yeah, don't tell him he looks good, but what he will do is, after a couple of years, on the podcast, talk about how nobody says he looks good. Even though <laughs> if you do say he looks good, he'll react terribly. People are actually doing what he's what he wants them to do, and that is sending him wild. Mate, be so, careful, so, he's one of Arsenal's away firm now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next email is from the Spotted Stingray. And the Spotted Stingray says, Dear Wolf, Al, Swan and Cat, very long-time listener of the show and always wanted to write in, but I haven't needed to seek your sweet, sweet advice as of yet. Instead, since hearing this, uh, since hearing the Would You Rather email, I've been trying to nail down the perfect scenario to stump you both. As I've come no nowhere close to this, here's one. Yeah, well, that's another format point that's fucking gone. Yeah, I know, I know. As I read it, I just thought, oh, God. Here's one to contemplate in the meantime. Would you rather be heckled by a group of eight random people every time you go to the bathroom? They'll appear in the bathroom when you lock the door. Uh, each person isn't able to record the events, will be able to tell other people about the ordeal. You're able to communicate with them if you like. Not quite sure you why you'd want to, uh, but the choice is yours. If the cubicle is too small, the rest of the group will heckle you from outside. Alternatively, would you rather from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. each day, your voice changes to a random accent from around the globe? Your voice is still you, however, it is a very noticeable additional twang added to it. Just to add in a further variable for the hell of it, on Sundays, you won't receive either toilet hecklers or an accent to your voice. Look forward to hearing your thoughts on this very important matter. Much love, the spotted stingray. Wow, uh, there's a lot of thought and consideration that's gone into this. Uh, P.S. I've been travelling around Asia with my best friend, girlfriend for the last five months and I've been repping the pod by wearing my burrito bar t-shirt every opportunity. Oh. Thank you so much, spotted sp stingray. Thank you, spotted stingray. This is a real tough one because... At first, on I, I'd go with option two when I heard them, but then, then there's a worry, isn't there, that you have to explain it every day to other people that your voice has a twang, yeah, and that you'd have to explain yourself out of some quite awkward and quite frankly probably quite offensive situations, you know. If your accent changes, and you just basically got to say, "Well, this happens every day between one yeah. and five. Oh, we were going to go, we were going to go Crown of India tonight, but. <laughs> Tom's gone that way. So I probably have to swerve it. Yeah. Well, you'd end up, I think, getting into quite a bleak place where you probably wouldn't go out between one and five. You'd sort of be a yeah. morning and an evening person. Yeah. You, you could never do anything between one and five. Well, um, lunch, lunch, foreign lunchtime meals are absolutely yeah. out of the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to go for a 12 o'clock lunch and then just go home for five hours. Yeah. And then hope it doesn't overrun. Just realise that in the last half hour of that lunch, you're going to become extremely racist. The toilet heckle thing, quite frankly, I fills me with absolute dread. That's almost like one of my worst nightmares. I, so the, the thought, only thing I would say, the only thing I would say about that is they're not going to be able to keep coming up with interesting stuff to say about. I mean, like you know, it's embarrassing for people to see you take a shit. I imagine once that's happened yeah, but, a few but they're times. Not in with what's the, the variation? Right, yeah, but I don't know if I've told this story before and, and getting into uh, youth and bleak things. I remember. When I was a kid, oh, it's just so horrible. It's not. It's just sad. But um, I remember going to the swimming baths with my mum, and I was probably in middle school, so I was probably about not eight or nine. And a bunch of older boys from my school were there, and they were there. You know, as no, mates. no good story starts with a bunch of older boys. Uh, yeah. And they were like 13, 14 type thing. And and then there was a couple of the younger brothers who were in my year. Anyhow, I sort of been swimming with my mum and then I went into the, she was like, oh, you can go in the boys' changing room type thing. So I went in there on my own sort of feeling like, oh yeah, I feel pretty cool. Like a sort of, you know, and then uh, usually I go in there with my dad, but I was on my own. And then I remember them all coming in 
and just feeling that atmosphere change. So I went in a cubicle and then they just started kicking on the cubicle door and banging on the cubicle door. It was absolutely, I remember the fucking fear of like, you know, what is going to happen here? And then my mum sent a lifeguard in to help me. <laughs> oh my God. It was awful. And then just remember getting walk, walked out, sort of still having to change and just being taken into the family changing room <laughs> to change. And you know that thing of like, so weirdly, I think that's going to give me like PTSD. So I think there'd be a worry that every time I went, to, I wouldn't be able to go to the toilet anywhere, like anywhere. I just, I'd Tom, put, I, I had a very, I had a very similar thing happen to me after an after-school sports thing. I got bullied by a load of kids, and then in the scuffle, I was sort of getting changed as it was happening, and I was getting sort of ri- ridiculed and rinsed or whatever. My trousers went missing, and <laughs> they had to call my mum and then I had to walk out of school with no trousers on. Fucking hell. <laughs> what? How are we still here? How like <laughs> It's so fucking bleak. How, like, you know like what you know sometimes like and we talk about you know when you see some get comedians and they're confident and they're like and they get up and they do like how have me and you been through this shit and we still have a job where we get up on stage in front of people? <laughs> but but that that quite frankly, when when I think of like the uh, eight people every time you go into a toilet heckling and essentially bullying you, I'm like, no, nah, I think I'd take the accent. I think I'd, mm. I'd, I'd do that. Yeah, I think I would too because I think brown people can get away with it a bit more. <laughs> um, Tom, could you please do us the honour? Yeah, I've taken us out. Yeah, Kerry Lunsbrook was the sweetest of all girls. She was kind and considerate, but whenever she had to make a decision, she did it by the flip of a coin. So if she went to a restaurant and she couldn't choose between a chicken parmigiana or a steak, she'd flip up a coin. If she couldn't ever think of like where she was going to go one evening, if she had conflicting plans, she'd flip a coin and make a decision. It got to the point that whether she was going to have a shower or a bath or whether she was going to have a leucoside or a wild hydrate was all done by the flip of a coin. In a sense, she could never make a decision herself. And then one day, Kerry woke up and a coin was gone. She rattled through everything to try and find it or just to find another coin. But the year was 2045 and coins were hard to come by. Everyone was doing things now by banking transfers. She went out into the world and she looked at her shoes and she thought, shall I put on my blue shoes or my red shoes? She looked around for something to flip or toss, but couldn't find anything. So in the end, she just thought, hmm, I'll wear my red shoes. She gulped as she strapped them on and walked out into the street. Within two seconds, someone turned around and said, hey, Kerry, I like your red shoes. And she thought, huh, wow, that was me. I made that decision. When she went for lunch, someone came over and said, what do you fancy off the menu? And she looked and thought, usually I'll toss a coin, but you know what, I'll have a margarita pizza. Person turns around and said, this is a burger joint, we don't sell pizzas. And she said, well, I'll have your biggest burger then. And she was eating, she thought, oh, this is delicious. I'm glad I went for the burger and didn't go to a pizza place. As the day progressed, every decision she made made her more powerful than herself. She felt stronger almost, not relying on a coin to pick her up. As she lay in bed that night, she thought, hmm, should I watch TV or read a book? You know what? I'm just going to go to sleep. The truth of the matter is, it's easy to rest on other people to make decisions for you. To follow other people's paths instead of concentrating on your own journey. But for the most part, the best thing you can always do is make those tough decisions yourself. Sit there, have a think, and go, no, you know what? Today, this is the path that thee must tread. Be strong, be wise, but most of all, be considerate. Thanks for listening, guys. That was really, uh, that was really good. Um, okay, well, listen. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, you, you've been a delight as always. Thanks for for joining us, guys. I don't know why I've said you've been a delight. It's yeah, a I think it's podcast. I've got no idea how you've been, but I'm I assuming think, you've been a delight. Yeah, I think I have been. Um, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Beyonce this week. Whoa! So I'd love, I'd love if we could go out with the 
with Beyonce's Cuff It. But could I request, JT, that we play the remix that is called the Wetter remix of Cuff It by Beyonce. Guys, take care of yourselves. We love you all. Peace love, out. Love, love, love. I want to go missing. I need a prescription. I want to go higher. Can I sit on top of you? Can I sit on top of you? If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.